Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food, food trick-or-treat edition. First, if your kids come home with less candy this year, this may be the reason. 52% of families in a recent survey said they're going to skip handing out candy this year Everybody's because broke. it's just too expensive. <laughs> Second, could this be a way for your kids to get more candy? of us believe a creative costume leads to people giving your child more candy because they think they look so incredible. Finally, in the world of food, kids, you're going to need to keep an eye on the little candy you do get. Parents admit to stealing a third of their kids' candy. I'm sorry, not steal. The parent candy tax. Parent tax, that's a right. A third of it is going to mom and dad, kids. And with inflation, it could be higher. Yes. <laughs> There's a valuable lesson you can teach your kids. Mom about, and dad's stress cravings. Right. About, no, no, to just teach them about, okay, you've wondered why we've been so upset about inflation. What that means is you get less for the amount of money you spent. So for you, it's the effort that you've put in. You're going to get less return for it. Inflation 101. Now give me the Snickers, kid. <laughs> okay, I, I don't mean to sound like a whiner or a complainer, but um, I do not like daylight savings. It's not my thing. Mm, me neither. And um, I just got the latest on whether we're ever going to get rid of that or not. I'll tell you about <laughs> it in just a minute. So I don't know about you, but I am not a fan of daylight saving time. I, it, it makes me weird the week afterwards. I'm just like all messed up. And mm-hmm. then your pets are getting up at the wrong time and children are messed up. And we have that coming up on November 6th. Well, I was like, well, are we trying to get rid of this like nationwide? And I I, it turns out, I think the biggest issue that is like putting up like, no, we can't do that is it forces school buses to run too long in the dark in the fall. Mm. That's the big issue. So maybe we just like light up school buses with tons of Christmas lights and, <laughs> and flood lamps and just make it bright Make for it the a children. positive, right. Yes. Please, people, let's get rid of daylight saving. So think about this for a minute. How many people have your Netflix password? <laughs> coming up, what you need to know about the new crackdown that's coming. How many people have your Netflix password? <laughs> um, I've had people offer me theirs because I do not have Netflix and I yeah. feel I've never taken it. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. Like, I don't feel right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here's what you need to know about the new Netflix password crackdown coming next year. The company estimates that 100 million households use the streaming site without paying 100 million. Mm. Can you imagine how much money that represents? A lot. So one thing they'll be doing is rolling out sub accounts that allow you to give people outside your household access to the service for a smaller fee, probably about Mm. three bucks. They're already trying it in countries like Chile and um, I think in Costa Rica. Um, But what I was wondering is, I didn't ask my husband, he's a financial planner. I was going to be like, is it time to buy Netflix stock before they cash in on <laughs> all these millions Maybe. of people that aren't paying? Here's the thing with us, with our Netflix password. Um, our Okay, our son, he was involved in a relationship for years. But, you know, we, we, thought, we thought she's the one. Turned out not to be so. Very sad. Um, but she had our Netflix password. I have no idea if she's given it to other people now. There could be people I've never met. Sponging wow. off of my Netflix. Maybe they're going to make everyone change their password. Maybe, Maybe that, that'll be part of the rollout. That would probably be a, a very good idea. And we don't want to change the password because we're 
terrible at remembering and writing down <laughs> passwords. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have that same story, right? You gave it to your kid and then your kid gave it to 13 different people. I'm sure. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Hold on. The singers aren't ready. And go. Good news. You may already say your dad is your hero, but this is quite the extraordinary story. This dad saved his daughter's life several times. Here's what was going on. Steve and his daughter, they live in Arizona, and his 12-year-old daughter was just playing outside in the rain. You know how fun that is, splashing the puddles. When a huge storm blew through and she was struck by lightning, the strike shattered the necklace she was wearing and she passed out. Well, thank God, Steve served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's got medical training from the Marines. And he started chest compressions and revived her. But then she flatlined two more times. Mm. He just kept reviving his own daughter. He said, there's something about working on your own child that was so different than being at war. She is basically unscathed. She really owes her life to her father. I'm just a dad taking care of his daughter. What a story. Mm. I mean, she's going to tell that for the rest of his life. The doctors were amazed. She's she was in a she had a couple little burns. And what's wild is she was playing with another friend. Yeah, who was right next to her. She was fine. No kidding. And Dad was about thirty feet away. He obviously was fine too. Wow. So we we've all had the experience of either seeing a video of a delivery driver leaving packages somewhere they shouldn't, or maybe it's even happened to you. For us, packages they always put them on our front porch. That's where they are. Well, this morning I'm walking out to my car and I see my son's cars in the driveway and there there's something big on his windshield. Like, what the heck is that? So I walk up and it's dark. So I put my flashlight on my phone. I'm looking and it it's Amazon packages. On big, the big ones. roof of the car, the hood of the car. Yeah, like covering the covering the windshield. And huh. I, I was just scratching my head like, why? why? It's only like... Five, ten steps to our front porch? Why would you leave them, of all places, on the windshield That's of a car? That's bizarre. We get packages. Can't figure it, um, figure it out. They'll leave them, instead of coming to the front door, they'll leave them around by the garage, which is a lot less walking, and they'll put it right where the tire would back up over it. No kidding. And we don't go out that way. We go through the garage to get to our car. So unless... You're lucky enough to open the garage door and walk around and see yeah, the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll just you'll, you'll drive crush right whatever over it. it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Think about this for a minute. Who in your life is the biggest overcomer? Coming up, check out what this young woman accomplished. Who in your life would you say is the biggest overcomer? Hmm. Allison is a 17 year old from Dallas, and she was already dealing with autism when she was diagnosed with epilepsy. Well, her parents got her a service dog, Bailey, who could alert her when an episode was coming. Okay. And she ended up do- fulfilling one of her dreams. I have epilepsy. I have a service dog. They would never like a disabled girl on stage. But they didn't let my disability change how they saw me. Hmm. She competed in a beauty pageant. Aww. It was so last minute she bought her dress th- dresses three days before the pageant. Huh. 
And she ended up being crowned Miss Dallas Teen USA. No kidding. And she was her her loyal service dog Brady was right by her side, and they even put a little <laughs> tiny crown on him. So she had the tiara, he had the crown. He shook it off right away. Of course. But she said now he has a a trick or treat costume Aww. handy. He can be her her little king. Great story. So we're going to swap stories about overcomers in our lives. Who do you know that's over? Maybe it's you. We'd love to hear from you, too, if it's you. But people that overcome stuff, it seems like insurmountable. Or there's just, maybe it's not one insurmountable thing, but a series of just one thing after another after number. But they keep on persisting. Who is that in your life? It's Kevin and Taylor. My name is Mary, and I love you guys. Aww. My sister-in-law in Cincinnati, she is to be honored. She's been battling all types of cancer uh, for the last 20-some years, but she keeps on going. She takes care of her kids, her mother. Wow. She went to MD, MD Anderson. She had the stem cell, and she just keeps keeps right on going. Never mm. given and up. That is awesome. She must inspire you a ton. She has inspired me because I'm a breast cancer survivor from four cancers, but mm. she's had wow. every cancer you can name. And like I said, her daughter uh, gave her the stem cell down at MD Anderson. And it's just, her life has just really been amazing and encouraging. Wow. So that's what I wanted to tell you That guys. is awesome. But thanks I for taking, uh, thanks. Love you right back. And thanks for honoring your sister today. You sound like a big oh, okay. overcomer yourself. So maybe she'll end yeah, up calling I about am. you. <laughs> but I'm so glad I'm able to get up and to listen to you guys because I love this station and I love you all. You all are so inspiring yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're talking about overcomers. Molly, how old are you? I'm 11. And you're an overcomer. Tell us what you've done. Well, I was diagnosed with um, dyslexia and anxiety at a very young age. And, and how are things going now, now that you're 11? They're going really good. I am on my school's Reading Bowl team, and I have overcome all of my meltdowns, and I'm doing a lot better. That is awesome, Molly. Way to go. Your parents must be so proud of you. Yes, they are. Great having family having your back like that. Thanks for calling, Molly. I love y'all guys. Oh, we love you right back. Love you. Take care. Here's your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. This could be a story about your own grandparents. Um, It's Marina and Alexander, and they live in Ukraine. And you can imagine what their lives were like when the attacks first started. I mean, they were hiding in the basement for two weeks. They barely had any supplies. And if that wasn't bad enough, Alexander has four-stage cancer. Mm. So they're dealing with that, and they're just feeling so hopeless and so scared. Well, enter the brave pastors in Ukraine who refuse to leave. They're like, nope, we're here for the long haul. We're going to help people like Marina and Alexander. And they eventually found shelter and help through a Samaritan's Purse Church partner, And they took care of them, gave them a place to sleep, food to eat, clothes to wear, and most importantly, shared the love of Jesus Mm. with them. And now Marina said, I don't know what we would have done without them. I don't think we'd be here today. Isn't that great? The work that Samaritan's Purse does all over the world, right? And here in the States, too. And if you'd like to hear more good news stories like this one, just go to Samaritan'sPurse.org. That's Samaritan'sPurse.org.
Have you ever worked on a surprise for somebody and there are so many moving parts and you're like, oh man, are we going to pull this off or not? <laughs> uh, well, I we pulled it off, but it was a close call that it wasn't going to work out. I'll hmm. tell you about a surprise we did in just a minute. So I don't know if you've ever tried to pull off uh, a surprise and it's weird how complicated it can get quickly. You, you think, oh, this will be a great surprise, simple, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. And it turns into this like, come on. So here's what happened. It was uh, a friend of ours birthday and me and another friend, it was actually her idea. She said, hey, there's this dress that she loved and she said, oh, that's just too much. I'm not going to get that. And she said, how about we go in halvesies? And we get it and we save it for her birthday. So we bought this dress way back in June and we've had the surprise ready since then. And um, my friend was going to FaceTime me when we give her the dress because they're in the same town. I'm in another state. And uh, you wouldn't believe what we went through just to get her out of the house and to this dinner because she had the worst birthday ever. Like the dean from her daughter's school called that day. There was this a series of unfortunate events, and she's like, "I'm just, I'm just not there." And I'm like, "Listen, I think you need an hour break." <laughs> like basically, like strong arming her. <clears throat> so finally, we got her out of the house. They went to the restaurant, and she Facetimed me, and we revealed this dress, and we're like, "We've had the surprise plan since <laughs> June," and she was really, really touched. And I think it was like a, a really bright spot in what had been. A pretty awful well, birthday. Good. So yeah, yeah. It, it worked out. But man, <laughs> I feel like my whole day yesterday was dedicated to this one moment where she opens the bag and the dress comes out. I'm just like, I'm looking at my husband rolling my eyes like, it's still not over yet. It's still not over. <laughs> That's funny. Out of the mouths of babes, right? My sister is a kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and she just keeps reinforcing that kids say the darndest things. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the latest in just a minute. Kids definitely say the darndest things, especially when you're a kindergarten teacher. My sister has 25 of them in her classroom Mm. every single day. (laughs) And um, she kind of keeps a little track of some of the funny, the funny stuff for us. And I don't know if you saw this meme going around that when is it okay to interrupt my teacher? It's a real poster (laughs) that a teacher made. And it was so funny. It's like if there's blood or fire or an alien invasion (laughs) or... If you're bringing me chocolate or coffee, <laughs> then you can interrupt me. But uh, these are the, the three she collected just from this past week of teaching. Mrs. Van Tine, I don't really know the answer. You probably just called on me because I looked lonely. <laughs> Mrs. Van Tine, before you start teaching, I need to tell you that my brother drove me to school today and, well... He just got his license. (laughs) You're lucky I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And this one I'm going to say, just like the kids said it, because this is what five-year-olds say when you're teaching kindergarten at the Mm -hmm. very beginning of the school year. Mrs. Vantine, I can't listen right now. I have to poop first. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that kid. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Hard to listen when that needs to be taken care of. You ever been in a Zoom meeting and that happens and you're like... No one will know. I could go. But wait a minute. This is how you wind up on, like, world's funniest videos, right? <laughs> You're so right. Kids do say the darndest things. Not, not The specific ones aren't coming to mind with me right now with my kids, but I do remember one of my daughters one time. Um, we were going somewhere, and we said, hey, don't bring up this in front of them. 
So, of course, the first thing they said was, my mom and dad told me not to bring up blank in front <laughs> of you. It's not awkward at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, kid. <laughs> well, they say, kids say profound things, too. Another thing that happened to my sister, the kindergarten teacher, is um, it was the very first week of school. I think it was like the fourth or fifth day of classes. And one of the little kindergartners came up to her, gave her a big hug and said, Great job today, Mrs. Van Tyne. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> and it was such a good reminder that we all need encouragement. That's great. Have you ever met a long lost relative like my mom? She met her birth mom when she was an adult. Well, that's crazy. This, I know. Could you imagine? When people well, hear I that. Guess you sp- can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great story. It's just like, wow. And it was all a happy ending. Like, we absolutely mm. love my grandma, Bessie. Well, this is a family reunion like you've never seen. Brooke and Chris Martin from Nashville experienced the pain of infertility. So. They decided to go the route of in vitro fertilization, and God blessed them with twin boys, Matthew and Christopher. One little issue. They had eight frozen embryos left, so they decided to donate them to help another struggling couple. You don't know who that couple's going to be. You just say, okay, Mm -hmm. these are going to another infertile couple. That was 20 years ago. Well, they got a call out of the blue from a guy who said, hey, I think I'm your son. He had been searching for them. And fast forward, they got on a plane and they met their biological triplets born from those embryos, Lauren, Thomas, and Peter. They're now 18 and grew up with loving parents, Trey and Becky, who told the kids about the embryo adoption when they were little. And now they're all friends and they have a Facebook page called Our Love Multiplied. Mm. But can you imagine meeting three kids that are 100% look like you your dna probably have your mannerisms oh they do they are so much alike (laughs) all five kids they have the same interests they have same like they walk the same Mm. fascinating that is who pays for your teenager's clothes coming up how would you react if your son or daughter did this who pays for your teenager's clothes? Is it a combo? (laughs) Maybe they've got a part-time job and if they want those designer jeans, you pay half. How would you react if your son or daughter did this? Hollister, you know, they also own Abercrombie. They let teens send their online carts to their parents for payment. (laughs) It's called Share to Pay, and right now teens load up their online carts, but they don't have a way to pay for them, so they click close, and and Abercrombie Hollister is like, look at how many millions of dollars we're losing every year because we don't check out, so how about kids you send the cart to mom and dad? Hmm. And there's uh, Amazon has something similar. It's called Amazon Teen. It sends a text or an email to mom and dad who can then decide if they want to complete the purchase or not. Hmm. You, I could have never gotten away know, with that when I was a kid. You know, kids are doing it like um, like you would with your, uh, what do they call it, a bridal registry or shower, right? You'd put stuff in there and you'd be like, no one's going to buy this, but why not? We'll throw it in there. Well, maybe somebody will buy it. How many teens are doing that with stuff with their parents? Right. And if they're suddenly going, hey, mom, how was your day? Right. You know right. something's wrong. Right. There's but, There's more to the story than just them being in a good mood <laughs> this would be fun to talk about do you have tweens or teens who's who's footing the bill for their their fashionista tendencies would love to hear from you mom and dad so when it comes to clothes for your kids who's footing the bill boy when they start to get their own fashion sense that can be an expensive proposition <laughs> would love to hear what's going on with you and your family 
Hey, Jenna, it's Kevin and Taylor. So how about in your family? Who's responsible for buying your teenager's clothes, or is it a joint effort? My daughter has Gucci taste, and we live on a Target budget. (laughs) 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 We have um, respected her on some levels, and she's learned the fine art of consignment. Oh, good. We've also bought stuff on um, Facebook Marketplace. Mm. And oh, cool. starting to see the value of buying something that's gently used, that's still the style that she likes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. My niece, Laura, has discovered um, consignment and thrifting, and she wore the most beautiful prom dress. She got it for 13 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've got a website for your, uh, for your daughter. It's called Poshmark. And I don't get any money or any credit. I wish I did for recommending it to people. But, yeah, it's where if she likes, like, the Gucci and the designer stuff, you can find a lot of stuff on there that's gently used and super cheap. Great. Thank you so much. We're talking about uh, who foots the bill for your kids' clothes when they're teens and tweens. Is it, is it you? Is it them? Do you share it? Um, I have to admit, my wife and I, we both have a problem when it comes to buying clothes for our youngest daughter, April. Now, April... um, April can wear anything. April, she's about, I don't know, five, six, I guess, and like a hundred pounds. I mean, looks she like just, a model. She, yes, mm-hmm. she has that build that she can wear everything and anything. And for Tracy, it's a lot of, it's almost like Tracy has a baby doll. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what it's like. She'll see stuff like we just went on vacation, right? And we did a little shopping and we were in a, one of those, one of those malls you go through just to look at stuff and be like, wow, people really spend this much money on clothes, that type of place. And she saw something in the window and she goes, oh my gosh, April would look so good in that. And I just went, no, <laughs> no, no, that that one pair of pants costs more than like everything in my closet. We are not going into a vacation mode buying and B, just crazy buying for April. Because she can wear it, right? I mean, she looks great and everything. So that's our problem. And I bought her a pair of jeans online last night. I'm a good dad, right? Right?